This is John Beethan, your host on Alternative Health Tools, the podcast, together where we discover and share new alternative health tools and resources from alternative healthcare practitioners and experts. This is episode 74, and it's titled Dr. Julie Beaton, Human Design and Spiritual Wellness, subtitled Learn How Your Unique Nature Contributes to Humanity's Collective Destiny. Dr. Julie Beaton is a very enthusiastic educator, parent, chemist, and metaphysician. Her ability to translate esoteric knowledge into practical information is so profoundly effective. She has spent much of her life dedicated to the spiritual world and has a deep desire to share this knowledge in service to others. A human design consultation with Julie looks at your design and shows you how to deeply understand your mind, emotions, and individual creativity. You'll learn how your unique nature contributes to humanity's collective destiny. The purpose, challenges, and themes of your life will be discussed. It's easy to compare ourselves to others, and this map will without doubt reveal the true you. On this podcast, Julie does three human design readings. For myself, thank you very much. For Barack Obama and Donald Trump, then brief comparisons between the three. Hello. Hi. Hi. So. Okay. So today we're actually live with Julie Beaton. That's how I know her. What's your middle name? Is that your? your That's my maiden name. Your maiden my name. My maiden name. Awesome. Where yep. are you originally from? New York City. New York City. New York City. Yeah. New York. You New can York. talk like that. Yeah. It's been a long time, but once from New York, always from New York. Yeah. 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 First time I was in New York. Um, I was working with a software company I had in Santa Fe, New Mexico, Librasoft, and went to New York to meet with Chase Manhattan mm. and uh, show them what we were doing. And our attorney happened to live in White Plains. Okay. So he picked me up at the airport mm. and uh, parked the car, and man, I hit the streets, and I didn't stop except for the meetings for like three days. I get it. I, I don't think it. I got much sleep. I love New York. Yeah, see, I didn't stop for the first 17 years till I left. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a great it's a great city. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do like California living, though, very much. How long have you been here? Oh, about 19 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, a long time, a long time. Nice. Mm-hmm. So we just had Rick Canton join. That's fun. Okay. So, and how long have you been working with the human design, I guess they call it system? Human design system. I have been working with it personally for over 13 years, Uh professionally about eight or nine. Nice. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's just a wonderful tool. I mean, I love astrology. I love lots of the metaphysical arts and sciences, if you will. But this one is... Just so very helpful, so very profound, so very accurate, and you don't even need a belief system to really have it resonate for you. And what, where did it all come about? You know, it came about from a gentleman who called himself Ra Uruhu, and he got this information in 1987 and worked with it as a science. It's mm-hmm. called the science of differentiation. Till he died in 2011. Mm. Um, but he left an incredible legacy, taught a lot of people, did mm. some amazing work. And, it, you know, human design, like life, is an experiment. So how do you experiment with yourself? How do you learn about yourself? You know, and 
Um, life is full of contradictions and duality, and this really maps it out for you. And nice. one, of, one of the intentions of this work is really um, for parents, because it's really a roadmap or an owner's manual to who, to who either your child is or who you are. Hmm. So you can kind of parent yourself now that you have this information or reparent yourself or, or re-understand yourself in this new um, uh, paradigm way of looking at things. So yeah. it's, it's really helpful. Yeah, some people think it's um, like astrology. And it's not. Okay, so uh, how, how is it different? It's different from astrology uh, in many ways, but the, the, the most obvious is with astrology, we're looking at one set of numbers. With human design, we're looking at a duality. We're looking at the moment of our birth, our personality. In addition to that uh, bit of information, we're also looking at our genetic inheritance, mm. our design information. And we put those two things together and some would say the greatest love affair you'll ever have in this life is with those two parts of yourself. <laughs> and, and that certainly comes. So, so right there, that's different. And, and the other thing about this system, it's, it, it is, like I said earlier, the science of differentiation. Mm -hmm. And it utilizes astrology, like you mentioned, the planets. It utilizes the I Ching, which is the ancient Chinese book of changes. There's a one-to-one -one correspondence with the I Ching and the human genetic code, so it brings in the modern science. It's also reminiscent of the Kabbalistic tree of life, as well as um, instead of the seven centers you see in the Hindu chakra system, we or seven, we talk about nine centers here. Mm. So it's it's again it's utilizing lots of different things, and it to to really it's something you know new. It's 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 mm. a new science, and if you look at it that way and approach things, you will really see how the experiment plays out in your life. All right, so yeah. I'm just like questions come up. Okay. So, so it's like when you're doing a reading, which we will get into. Yes, we will. Is how much of your intuition is playing with it? Um, well, this work is is a transmission for Ra and other people. It is you are bringing forth kind of cosmic data. Mm -hmm. So it is it is a mixture of that. So I certainly prepare and have all my details. You know, I have a scientific background, so I love all those details. And then it's what to go with and what what to emphasize and you kind of listen to your intuition and what really will speak to someone because it's, you know, each time I prepare for a reading in this work, it's always different because everybody is always, is different. Yeah, everyone's yeah, different. Everyone. What's your scientific background? I have a, a PhD in chemistry. Oh, so, fun. Yeah, I love chemistry. I love the details of chemistry. And, of course, I love the details of human design work. Nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah. So where would you like to get started? Let's get started with you. All right. So one thing I'm going to do, this is, like, all new to me, but, folks, what I'm doing is uh, I'm going to start. I'm just going to put up my chart. Excellent. That's a great just You've an got example. the chart in front of you? I have the chart in front of me, and, and if you're looking at the screen, you can all see what I was referring to as the two sets of numbers. The column on the right, which is black, personality, mm -hmm. who we think we are, what we relate to, what we know about ourselves, mm -hmm. and that's calculated at the moment of birth, just like in, a, in an astrological 
uh, chart. You calculate at the moment of birth. Now, this second column of numbers, the design, the red, the one on the left in this particular uh, diagram that we're looking at, is your genetic inheritance. And we receive that approximately three months prior to our birth. And then we put all of that information in this nine-centered representation of the human being. And some would say, like I said before, the greatest uh, love affair you'll ever have in this life is with these two parts of yourself, because they don't always agree. There are contradictions. We do have um, what some might say hypocritical parts of ourselves or Mm -hmm. different parts of ourselves that come out. So um, that would be the first thing to to. Uh, point out. Mm -hmm. The next thing is, in every body graph, yours and any body graph that's generated, you can see that the head, which is the triangle at the top of the graph, sticks Mm -hmm. out. Yes. And that is to emphasize that our heads, our minds, are not meant to rule our lives. They are what we call, in human design speak, the outer authority. Nice. So automatically that's different from other things that we um, are used to, where, where it's a very mental society. We have to think about things, weigh things out, you know, does this choice right, you know, based on logic and, and linear thinking. And what this system does is say, no, our, it, it's our body consciousness that has the wisdom. It's our cellular intelligence that knows more than the logic. Logic is beautiful, but it has its limitations. Mm. Whereas if we um, really honor the wisdom within our bodies, what is correct for us, what is in alignment with our bodies, then we are more peaceful, we're more satisfied, we don't let this mental anxiety aberrate our daily living. So what we say in human design is our body is like a limousine. And our personality, the, the, the column that you can see, the black, what we th- know about ourselves, our mind, our thoughts, that is not meant to drive that car. That personality of ours is meant to sit in the back seat and observe. And what really is meant to drive the car is, is, is found in another part of our body, actually, in the, the yellow diamond mm-hmm. in the center of your chart. Um, and that is really the the driver, if you will. And if you understand your design and honor it, you honor this inner authority. And we'll talk about what your inner authority is in a moment. But it, it, as we honor that and let go of the fears and the mind control and all of these these things that can distract us from our power, then we end up where we're supposed to be learning the lessons we're supposed to learn in this life, not, you know, getting confused or frustrated or letting fear guide us. So um, the, the idea is our head, our minds are really meant for the other. If you want to inspire somebody, teach somebody something, share about our past, contemplate our future, that's great for the mind. But if you want to make a personal choice, what job to take, what vacation, who to marry, who not to marry, you know, any of these choices really comes from, like I said, your inner authority. So in your case, John, your inner authority comes from uh, 
your your sacral center. But before I do that, let me just go through the center so everybody's clear on what what that is. So if we start at the top, like I said earlier, that's the head center. For everybody, it sticks out of the body graph. The second triangle, one down from that, is the ajna or the mind. After that, we have a square, and that is the throat center. And of course, there's a lot of pressure on our throat throats, our voices, to manifest, to share. So a lot of the, the en- all the energy really in the body graph wants to go there. You mm-hmm. see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then we have the diamond in the center, which is the first center you have what we say colored in. In some situations or in, 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 in you know, how should I say this? Some centers are colored in. Mm-hmm. For you, you have two. The, the yellow diamond and the red square. And that means for you, John, those centers are operating 24-7. The open centers ideally are where you learn in life. Mm. But, of course, our minds get seduced by what we're not, and it takes us away from our power. And I'll give you some examples in, in your chart of how that works. But just going through the centers, so we have the throat, the square, in your case, which is not colored in. And then we have this diamond, which in your case is colored in. Then we have on the right a small triangle. That is the heart center. It's a motor. It's the willpower. Um to the right of that, which in your case is open, is the emotional center. Mm-hmm. It's the place really where humanity is evolving at this time. We are really growing in our emotional awareness of each other, of the fact that we truly are a brotherhood and a sisterhood and we should you know, care about one another, that we can see that in this, in this paradigm, if you will. Then the center just... To the left of that, that's colored in for you, the red square, that is your sacral center. I'm going to spend some time talking about that because that is your authority. The center on the bottom, the root center, it's open. So you have the what, square. The square, yes, that square center on the bottom is is the root center, and you have that open. So we'll talk about what that means. And finally, the the triangle on the left mm-hmm. is what we would call the, or what we do call the spleen center. It is our ancient awareness system. It's all about survival in the now. So that that's just a general under going through the centers. But let's talk about you. Let's talk about your chart, and let's talk about where you have your power and where you make your decisions from. Like I said earlier, not from the mind, not from fear, not from pressure, not from stress, but from this red square, one up from the bottom in this, in this body graph. And this center for you is, um, or the center for anyone, I should say, Many about 70% of the population has this center defined. Mm-hmm. It is a motor. It knows if you have energy for something. So you're a generator, which means you're not to initiate, even though our modern, particularly American society, go, go, get things happening, start things. Most people are not designed for that. So ideally, you're in your body responding through this sacral center and this sacral center like i said it's a motor so if somebody asks you a question 
it's not does your mind say yes or no or should I do this and weigh all the logical possibilities. It's really does your body have the energy for this job, for this party, for this cruise, for this 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 endeavor? And you learn to listen to that. It's like putting your hand below the belly button and that that's where that 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 power for you lies. Mm -hmm. Now, I just also want to point out, because many people say, okay, well, you know, um, I'm intuitive and this is how I make decisions. Well, for you, it's simply the motor and understanding and listening and fine-tuning that energy. Mm -hmm. Now, some people would have that triangle on the left, the spleen, which is their intuition and knowing what's going on in the now, and that comes into play, not for you. The other thing just to point out, and we'll look at some other examples, but that triangle on the right that you also don't have defined, about half of the population does. And that's the emotional center. So emotions travel in a wave. Mm -hmm. So as you know, you could be around somebody and they're really pumped up in something. And maybe later, the next day, the next week, they're, they're down because that's how emotions work. So for those people, it's a slightly different uh, procedure in making decisions. But for you, it's all about your response. And it's like an instrument, this sacral response that you have, and you want to fine-tune that instrument and listen to it. It's really about... um, It's like before children learn language and what the meaning of words are, their truth lies in their voice, right? Is this a yes or a no? Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-huh, kind of grunting and groaning. Again, it's a motor. It's not aware. All of these different centers have different properties. Some are aware. Some are pressure centers. This one, like I said several times, is a motor. So it either generates the life force energy if you're working with it, or it becomes degenerative if you're working against yeah, it. Yeah, let me just say, people can't see me, but I have a smile on my face because this is ringing true. Okay, very good. Yeah. And let, let's get a little more into you. So um, if you can – well, you're, you're somebody who we call uh, – how should I say it? You have what we say is a 3-5 profile. And we get that from the placement of the sun and the earth on, in both columns of numbers. So what that means on a practical level is you are adventurous, John. You love adventure. You learn from experience. You, I do. Yet you're very adaptable. You're very resilient. You love to discover things. The other aspect to this three in your design is you learn through trial and error. Mm. You know that the wall is there because you've just walked into it. You learn <laughs> through by mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because it, it, you get to build a lot of wisdom because of it. And if it's a correct mistake, if you've been asked something and you respond correctly then it's not a mistake. Even if you could perceive it as such or if things don't work out the way you planned. Mm -hmm. And something else I want to say about your generator energy Mm -hmm. is when you're really in your body and responding, not initiating, but responding to the world around you, 
your aura is naturally going to bring the right people to you. There's nothing you need to go out and do. It's really about being. And one of the things human design gives us is the ability to relax, to get things done without being stressful or climbing the North Face just by being ourselves. As, yeah, ease. Ease. And, and, and grace. It, yes, and completely. And, and, and again, it's, um, I tend to use the word God, and there are many other ways to say the universe, energy, universal flow, but all we're asked to be is ourselves in this life. Mm-hmm. So uh, just honoring that, and that's one of the beauties of this system, is it really tells you who you are in incredible detail. So that's very fun. So back to what I was saying, that you are someone who is a three, who really dis- loves to discover and adapt and... Um, as a as a child, or just to kind of you know um, heal any parts of that 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 are not yet healed. Um, as a child, a three is some you make mistakes. Again, you have a new toy and it breaks. It's not to berate somebody. It's what did you learn from it? Isn't that interesting that when you throw it in the air, it's going to break? You know what? Whatever comes from that, but that's your process, and it's a be- once we accept and understand that. It just makes life easier and actually more exciting. So as that three, the adventure, discovery, um, you're someone who really um, can speak up for the truth. Um, You are someone who always knows what the right thing is for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that other part, that five that's on your design side, your Mm -hmm. sun, earth, that is actually a projection field. Mm -hmm. So, John, many people might project onto you that you know the answers to things. And you may or may not, but they think you do. So it's super important for you to um, recognize that and recognize that you have a very practical approach to things that people like, that people want. And the idea is for you to take all that experience as a three, all that adventure, all that, you know, trial and error, and then pass that practical knowledge on to people. But... On a personal note, you pass that practical knowledge on, and then you're out of there. You don't have to stay and see it all through. You give them that information and move on, because that works best for this particular profile. And um, it, it, uh, Just so you know, just my feedback is, yep, <laughs> yeah, this, excellent. this I know. Yes, this is good. This is good. Um, and so now something that we I really want to talk about is this channel. You have you have a fascinating chart and wonderful for this forum really because you have only two centers defined. So again, this two centers you have defined. We talked about the sacral, the motor that really knows if something's correct for you or not. And then this this yellow diamond. Everything else is open. So what happens in life? Our power is there. And then we're taken away from our power. And we learn to really um, be who we are sometimes by seeing what we're not. Mm-hmm. And so this, all of this openness can pull you away from this power. But the, <clears throat> excuse me, the power that you have is found in this channel 
of the, the what we call the 14-2. And this, the channel connects these two centers. So, for example, um, if you look at the sacral center, you see you have the 14th gate. And then if you look at the, the yellow diamond, you have the second gate. Both are, are defined, so we can make a channel there. And actually, that's your only channel. Everything else are just what we would call hanging gates, which is why you have so much openness in your chart. But this channel that you have is all about your creative energy. It's all about your discovery in life. It's all about honoring your power skills. It's all about where are you going and how are you using your creative, juicy, fertile energy. Now, there's lots of different circuitry in the body graph, and this, mm -hmm. this comes under the category of individual circuitry. So what that means is several things. First of all, as an individual, you're essentially deaf to the outside world because you can't be influenced. You're an individual. You need to be yourself. So that can be a very good thing when you really are in your place and you're not hearing what the people around you. And I guess the reason I say could be a very good is when you live with someone who is an individual who doesn't always hear you. Of course, that has its, its challenges. But the, the idea is you are here to do something completely unique. And if other people are affecting that, well, then you will not be able to fulfill that particular mission. Mm -hmm. The other thing about individual circuitry that's very important to understand is it works on a pulse. So when it's on, you're feeling good, you know where you're going, you really feel connected. But because the pulse can also be off, it get, when the pulse is off, the chemistry in our body is that of melancholy. Mm. And that's natural and normal, and we all experience it. What happens, though, is when we give that melancholy reason, I'm upset because of this. I feel this way because blame, shame, guilt, all of these things that are not relevant to the fact that the pulse is simply off. And the melancholy becomes depression when we give it reason. So as long as we just accept that the pulse will turn on again, just it comes and goes, you know, just inspiration is there when it's there. And I'm sure you know at this point in life that when you do feel melancholy, sometimes that's where the greatest creativity lies. Absolutely. So that, that's largely been the last six weeks of my life. Yes. It's been very rich. In creative oh, yeah. transformations. Because someone who, like you, that is so very creative and individual, you um, bring something completely different, you know, a, a mutative energy to really just by your presence. You know, if you pass someone in a coffee shop, a grocery store at the beach, and you're in alignment and you're in your power, you can empower another person's direction because that's the channel that you have. It's nothing you have to do or say. It's just your it's aura. Just it's just being present. And it's like we all bring something to the potluck of life, right? And, we'll, you know, ideally we bring our best, our best dishes forward or, or to share. And so when we're in alignment and when we've worked on our, 
our shadows, which we all have shadows, we all have gifts. But when we really work on that, we there's a ripple effect in the world. And, and the energy, not only of yourself is better, but of the world is better. Mm. So the other thing to notice in your design is I, I spent a lot of time talking about the red square and that mm-hmm. sacral motor, and that's your yes and no in life. And you have very prominently in your chart the gate of saying yes. It's actually, if you look on the the graph we have up, Mm -hmm. the top entry on the personality side, that 29.3, that is your personality sun, and that is the gate of saying yes. So you really like to say yes. You want to say yes. You want to say yes to so many things. So True. The, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So, the, so the idea is, what do you say yes to? What is mm-hmm. correct for you? Correct for your alignment, not from fear, mm-hmm. not from pressure, not from all of these open centers. Now you have a lot of open centers, so there's a lot of energy of other people, ambient energy that's that's affecting you. So. It's always important for you to take that alone time to really hear what your answer is. Because now let's contrast that, all what that I said, to the open center at the bottom of your chart. That square at the bottom is the root center. It's a pressure center. It's a motor. And of course, there's a lot of pressure in this world. And because you have that center open, not consistent, you can exaggerate the pressures of others. You can exaggerate the stresses of others. So now you take that wisdom and you can be learn about how pressure and stress work for people, work for humanity, work for you, but you don't have to run it through your body. Mm-hmm. And it's and there's a tendency with an open route. I have one as well, so I speak from experience. Because it's a pressure center, we think if we hurry up and do five more things, we'll be rid of the pressure. If we just do this really fast, the pressure will go away. The pressure will never go away. Mm. It's an ambient pressure. It's everywhere. Well, with that in mind, one thing I've discovered is that slower is actually faster. Yes. Isn't getting older a beautiful thing? Yes. <laughs> we, get, we just get wisdom. Yes. And it's true. And very much with this design, it's, you know, again, because not only do you have the root center open, which is a pressure center, the top of your graph, that triangle that sticks out is mm-hmm. the head center. That's also a pressure center. Mm-hmm. So in your design, it's like a pressure sandwich. So... You have experienced pressure and probably have experienced through trial and error, because you are a third-line being, what works and what doesn't work. So always getting quiet and really listening to your sacral center, your authority, will always guide you. It is the driver. Your mind is not the driver. Your fears are certainly not the driver. It's really honoring that. And as you honor that as a way to say yes to things in life or no, you know, mm-hmm. a yes is a no, if you see what I mean, you will always be at the right, you know, have the right people come to you, have the right situations come to you. And 
the the way the the generator works that sacral energy it's like you you take it all in and you kind of hit, hit this plateau and that's where your transformation occurs for the next set of lessons because life is about learning and and these open centers which you have so many of are many many places where you can grow wise in life because we always grow wise in what we're not right you know how to be creative you know how to discover you certainly know how to say yes but do you know how to slow down well as you got have gotten older you, you yes you have but even more so and then yeah. the other thing oh, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt. no i just no. said i was just agree yeah uh, yes acknowledge you were that. nodding i saw that um you know and and just just to 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 finish that thought about the open route if you go to an airport Mm -hmm. especially in the modern world, there's a lot of stress there. Mm -hmm. And so really recognizing that that stress is not yours, that you are there to learn about it and you can shield yourself from it simply through awareness and just um, not have it run through your body because there's no need for it. It's not yours. There will be moments, of course, we all have stress in life, when that stress your stress, appropriate stress, can energize you. But you want to run that through your inner authority, your sacral response to life. Then you will know if it's something is correct for you. Now, um, this beautiful channel that you have, this 14-2 that I was talking about, is really um, a magnificent way of getting to your higher knowing. It's something that you you very much value your receptivity. You value taking in that information. So contrasting that with this open root center, and if you can see, mm -hmm. you have that a little black line off of that bottom square. Yes, that what we would call the 53rd gate. And that is, um, it is, it is, it is the gate of beginnings. So you can, and perhaps earlier in your life, have felt very pressured to begin things. Should I begin this? What, what should I start? You love to begin things. But if you begin things to remove the pressure, as opposed to from your authority, you might not have the energy to complete it. Because you didn't enter it, as we would say in human design speak, correctly. So you always want to engage that sacral response before you say yes. And like I said earlier, you are someone who really wants to say yes. You have the gate of yes in your design. So for you, it's, it's pr probably when you were younger, even more so, you want to just try everything. So, and I did. Uh, yeah, and for good or for bad, you know, but here you have the experiences to now share with us the wisdom from your adventures because you are a third line being. You've been around, you've seen a lot of things. There's a lot of wisdom there. But always wanting to recognize that when your mind is saying, ooh, I'm going to start this because if I start this new thing, I won't feel pressurized. Or you, you have a momentum that builds, and this is particular to your design. So this momentum is success breeds success, so you want to start more. And if you let that make your decision for you, you will then have to backtrack. I get it. 
And, you know, I can go on and on in infinite yeah, detail yeah, yeah. because I love to. But, you know, the practical thing about this system is it tells you, it helps guide your decision making. Mm. So, again, we're not making decisions out of fear or mm. trying to, to be like everybody else, but because we're really just being ourselves. Right. Awesome. So, with all of that, I have, of course, always more to say, but... Um, but well, yeah, we, there's some other, other things we want to do. Huh? Okay. So, let's just go back to there. So, what did you want to do next? Well, I just wanted to say one more thing about your chart, if I may. Yeah. Because I just found it interesting. So, the other gate that is off this open root center, yeah. this 39th gate, it's the pressure to emote, the pressure to feel passion and spirit, okay. to, to evoke the passion in life. So you might feel that you are wanting to make decisions so you can feel the provocation of spirit, so you can feel passionate. So again, caution. Mm -hmm. Just because the impulse is there doesn't mean you say yes. Always recognizing that your power comes from your definition and not let other people's emotions, other people's stresses, other people's fear overwhelm your energy. Awesome. Okay. So extremely valuable. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Did you want to say anything more about the uh, chart? Uh, no, I'm good for now. Unless you have questions, no, I, I you know I could say. No. So, just briefly, you know, my experience was validation. Okay. When you said it, I knew it. You know, I just intuitively know it. So. And that's and I get that response from people when they are. Um, Exposed to human design, on the one hand, it's, wow, how did you know that about me? On the other hand, it is, I always knew that, but it was never put into those words. Right. So it's, again, it's just affirming that you just are meant to be yourself in this life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You still have your lessons, of course, because that's yeah. why we're here. Okay. Awesome. Yes. So where would you like to go next? Well, because th- this, you know, and I'm fine with time. Okay, excellent. Well, um, I can just spend a little more time on you, or we. Um, I just want to make sure I did all your open centers justice because mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't. So I'd like to spend a little more time on you just okay. before we move on because you do have um, so much openness and. Like I said earlier, those are the places where we learn, where we're not defined, what, what's open for us, mm-hmm. but we can become very seduced by what we're not. So your mind will say, well, John, if I hurry up and avoid my emotions altogether, I can prove that I'm mentally certain about this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And all I did in constructing that idea was look at all your open centers because again they pull us from our power so you're all you need to recognize is that you work on a pulse there's a propensity to say yes and anything else is really just pulling you away from that but you can learn you can learn how the emotions work because you don't have that center, that triangle on the right, defined for yourself. So you can be grow very wise 
in emotions, in how people react emotionally. You can grow very wise in how people deal with stress. You can grow very wise in in how people can become very egocentric or very competitive. You are you are not that yourself, but being open, one particularly when we're not aware, we exaggerate those energies from the people in the world around us. Got it. Okay? Okay, okay. Next. Awesome. So what is next? Well, I thought we would take a look at um, Barack Obama. All right. So that's his chart. That is his chart. And if you notice, he also has only two centers defined, Mm -hmm. different than you do. Mm -hmm. The centers he has defined will start, in this case, from the bottom. He has the root center, um, and that is directly connected, both ends of the... uh, um, both gates are defined, creating a channel from his root center to his emotional solar plexus. So this man has a very consistent way of dealing with stress. Unlike, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, yes. Do you have a question? No, no, no. no. Unlike in your chart, because you're open in the root center, you have an inconsistent way of dealing with stress. Okay, now the other thing we see about Barack Obama's chart is he has the triangle on the right defined. He is emotion. He's an emotional being. So uh-huh. emotions, like I talked briefly before, they travel in a wave, and mm-hmm. about half of the population is emotionally defined. The other half is not. So. At any point, an emotional being is somewhere along that wave, either up or down on the wave. And, and just comparing that with you for a moment, yep. if, if somebody who is very emotionally defined comes into your space and you're not aware, you could take all of that in in your open emotional center and either personalize it, think it's yours, exaggerate it, mm-hmm. Or become very wise, like I said, about how, how emotions work. And on a practical level, John, if you are with someone, either Barack Obama or another emotional being, um, and you're feeling very emotional in their presence, in their aura, if you leave them and not half an hour, 45 minutes, you're back in your own space, mm-hmm. then you know it was their energy. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of just a, a rule of thumb. But now looking at Barack Obama, who has a, a very um, interesting chart, he is someone like you who is very open. Unlike you, he is not a generator. He's what we call a projector. So th- that that's a very, that's a, a very delicate um type, if you will. And he is somebody who is really, um, if you look at his personality and his the information we find on that black uh, uh, side of the chart, uh-huh. he loves privacy. He loves retreat. He is somebody who really does better when he has his own space and can really be somewhat reclusive. That's where he builds his energy. So, of course, you could see a challenge that he had in the White House, right? Yeah. Never having his own space. Right. So, um, it's it's going to be interesting to see some of the, the potentially wonderful things he does now when he is 
able to be in his own space right. because he didn't yeah. have that there. Now, if you look at his design personality, Sun and Earth, and John, one of the reasons I always like to point those things out is most of the the neutrino field, and that's the, these infinitesimal particles that travel through the cosmos. So, for example, travel through the sun or through Neptune or Jupiter and get affected by it. And that's what imprints us. And that's what we're reading here. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of give you a little bit of that history. But for, for Barack Obama, his design side is incredible because he has the um, this higher knowing that essentially is 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 genius it's it's unlearnable knowing it's part of is his inheritance it's part of who he is mm -hmm. and he also has this incredible um ability to express himself conditioned by his ideals so this design side of him is really interesting because it's what so many people were attracted to or believed in or do believe in in his nature because he um it's really kind of who he is he is yeah. a natural he is a natural at um understanding what's important in life But then I spent a lot of time talking about the open centers in your chart. Let's mm -hmm. take a moment to talk about the open centers in his chart. Because one thing you had was the sacral center and the G center defined. And that G center, that yellow diamond, he has it open. So for him, when you have that center open, environment and the people who are around you really matter. Because you're like a chameleon. Now, you're someone who conditions that environment. You bring a very um, well-grounded, well-sensed knowledge, mental knowledge of who you are. Yeah. Someone with this open G-center like Barack Obama has, well, particularly, you know, um, as a child growing up, it's kind of looking for who am I? What, what is my purpose? What is my direction? I have two daughters and they both have this center open, this G center open. And it, and it can be a challenge, especially when you're not aware. So again, here's your chart that you brought up and you see you have the yellow diamond or the diamond colored in in yellow. And if we look at Barack Obama's chart, His diamond center, the same center, is open, not colored in, not consistent, conditioned by the environment. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's just take an example, just, just play here a minute. So here you are with your very defined G center. You know who you are. You know where you're going. You've, you've got a, And then you are with Barack Obama, someone who has an open G center, or I could say with one of my children, the same, say, same configuration. They, the person with the open G center will get conditioned by your very defined center. Mm. So they'll want to be like you, particularly when they're in your aura. And going back to my children, for example, who have this open G center, they can be very conditioned by who they're with. And that awareness 
as a teenager is very, very helpful because oh, yeah. incredibly helpful. My daughter came home from high school one day and thanked me that she had that information because it, she could see how it was influencing her mind. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of all of this. How does this influence our mind? How can we calm our mind and really be in our power? And by going through, you know, the infinite details of, 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 of each individual, um, when you ha- when you take the time to understand that again, you you get into your power. So the point that I want to make here about Barack Obama's chart is who is who is around him? Who was around him in the early part of his his um, presidency? Who was around him after that influenced him? And again, because he is an emotional being, mm-hmm. his decisions should never, ever be made spontaneously because emotional beings are always categorized or always conditioned by the emotional wave. So you understand the moment not colored by the emotions. Someone like Barack Obama, even though he has a consistent access to the root pressure, because he's an emotional being at any given moment, that that this particular chart or someone else who's emotionally defined, they're always essentially wearing watercolored glasses. They're always in the water. It's either calm and tropical or a tsunami or somewhere in between. But an emotional being should always give themselves time. And we could see that um, Barack Obama was wise in the way he used his emotional wave. He didn't, you know, he wasn't spontaneous in things. Some people could say that was good. Some people, and, and that that's not the point of this. We're not kind of getting, right. we're not, we're not judging it. We're simply looking at his chart and seeing the beautiful gifts that he has. And again, like I said, this gift for higher knowing, this genius, this expression that's, that's really all about his ideals and his ability to um, really understand feelings and focus them. And, and also, his chart really says that peace is a process. It's not about the goal. It's about how we get there, right? And that's very, very absolutely. Im- and it's it's very important in this in this world that we live in. Do you have any questions before I continue to rattle on? No, 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 no. I'm fascinated. I mean, actually, doing comparisons is is very helpful. Yeah, yes. it's very helpful. It's very helpful. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, so again, um, like I said, he. Is some Barack Obama? Let's make sure we're um, respectful here. Is an emotional being who really um, ideals really matter. Being alone, a projector is a very delicate type, and they're about twenty percent of the population are projectors, mm-hmm. and they really need their retreat. And he really needs his retreat. It's, it, he has he has the, the 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 gate of retreat. So it's very important for him to have experienced his own space, his own energy. So, like I did say, it's going to be interesting to see what comes up for him in his future because he is somebody who does care about people and wants mm-hmm. to make a difference. Um, okay, so let's want, look at something else as comparison. As, a, as another chart I have here, and that is the, the current president, Donald Trump. Oh, my gosh. And I chose his chart for many reasons. 
the obvious ones, of course. And I just want to put a disclaimer here. Um, There are are astrologers, there are Vedic astrologers. Some say he has a magnificent chart. Some say not so much. You know, so we... we, um, all of us have have wonderful things in our charts, and all of us have challenges. Yeah. And it's just a question of how it fits in. Yep. But to serve as an as a comparison here, so if you want to just put up Barack Obama's and, and Donald Trump's, I will give you a moment. And what I can say while you're doing that is both of these gentlemen have emotional definition, which is the triangle on the right. Unlike you, right? You have you have that center open. Yay, here okay, we go. So that yeah. That is the chart for Donald Trump. And as you can see, he is what we would call a manifesting generator. Which means he is a generator. He has that by definition that red square, one up from the bottom, defined. But like Barack Obama, he is an emotional being. Okay, so for Barack Obama, for Donald Trump, it's never, ever good to be spontaneous because at any given point in time, they, those two examples, these two gentlemen, are somewhere along the emotional wave. Up on the wave, everything's great. Let's say yes, we wake up, we're down on the wave, nothing's great. Why did we say yes? That's the idea there. Now, as you can see... Um, Donald Trump, like you, has the open root center. So he can exaggerate the pressures of the world. He can feel all the pressures of the world. And his body can, you can't, you can't see right now, he can run on it. And he's also, unlike you, he's a manifesting generator. Manifesting generators love to be busy, busy, busy. Work, work, work. You know, they love to, to, to move around a lot. And then with this open root center, constantly on the go. And not having consistent access to or, or a consistent way of dealing with stress. So then you layer in the emotional wave, right? And I remember the first time I looked at it, it was before he took office and my phone was constantly getting all of these news flashes because, right, Donald Trump likes to work in this constant dramatic way. And if you just compare that to Barack Obama, who was emotionally defined, but he has that root center defined, so he had a consistent way of dealing with stress. Whereas, particularly, I'm guessing Donald Trump has has not seen his chart or spent time hearing about this, (laughs) doesn't have a consistent way of dealing with stress, so is exaggerating his stresses and the stresses of the world. So the first thing to say is, I would say, to, to Donald Trump is slow down. Honor your responses, that sacral response like we talked in your chart, and honor the emotions. Honor the emotional wave. Become a witness. Because anybody, either Barack Obama, Donald Trump, or one of my daughters, that's emotionally defined, will always get clarity in time. Time is their friend. And 
again, you can see in, in Donald Trump's um, configuration with that open route, he's constantly feeling like he has to hurry, hurry, hurry to get rid of pressure, but he will never get rid of the pressure. The pressure is there, and of course, you know, and it just yeah. we'll leave it at that. Now, the other thing, there's some very interesting things in his design as well. Um, he has, if you look at that red square, mm -hmm. and you see how it's connected to the triangle on the right, so mm -hmm. the red square is the sacral center, the triangle on the right is the emotional solar plexus. And this channel that he has, which turns on both centers because both gates of the channel are defined, um, we call that um, the aura buster. I have a good friend that has this channel as well. Many, many, many do. But he's somebody who can be intimate with somebody instantly. And when I say intimate, I, I, I don't, I, I mean on all levels. He can, be, he can be friendly with people easily. Mm -hmm. And you've, I've witnessed that when I've seen news clips of him, people coming into his world and all of a sudden they seem friendly together. And part of that is because he has this channel. He can become intimate or friendly with people right away. That can be a gift. Depends how we use it, of course, like anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you can, you can see it when you see him, that there are people, he, he, people say he's charming. People say that he can um, say the right thing to you. And that in part, and we see that in this design. Okay. Um, the other thing that's so interesting that he has is he is what we call, he has the, the other channel that he has is the channel that connects the emotional solar plexus to the throat. Mm -hmm. The throat is that. In this case, it's defined, so it's a brown square in your case, and in Barack Obama's case, it was not defined. This is really what makes him a manifesting generator. There's one of the things um, to always remember in human design is there's a lot of pressure on the throat. There's a lot of pressure to know what to say or, or, or how to say it or to manifest things, and that all comes out through the voice. And he is someone who has, a, has, a, has consistent access to his voice. Oh, yes. Yes, he does. Um, so the thing to recognize here is he, um, this channel that I was talking about from the solar plexus to the, to the throat is actually um, the, the channel of the jack of all trades. It's all about crisis and change. So he really can be all about crisis and change. Now, I do want to point out something about this channel that I found interesting is that we have two other presidents that have this same channel. One was um, the most recent George Bush. So crisis and change. We, we had war. We had crisis. We had change. The other president that had this channel, this jack of all trades, was Teddy Roosevelt. And he gave us our national parks. So nothing is, is either good or bad. It's how we use it. It's, it's our, what we do with it. It really is, yes. It's our intention, exactly. And it's the other thing to point out about Donald Trump's chart, like the same with Barack Obama, yeah. he's got that open G center. Who, who, it is very important who's around him. Who's around him influences him, mm. for good or for bad. So that 
is part of of his makeup. And he also we can also see that he is someone who is very good on the material plane. He has the cha- the money line. That's the, that's this other channel in his design that connects that li- is, uh, yeah the little red triangle to the throat center. Yes, and that is also the channel of the king. Mm-hmm. It's an it's a very interesting channel. Yes, you're going to speak. No, 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 no. I'm just listening. Yeah. Um. So it it's he can be um very successful on the material plane. Mm-hmm. He can be somebody who um, let's say guides us. Mm-hmm. He can lead us. He can. He has the ability to educate the uncommitted with this this um, this energy of his. The other thing that was true with both both Barack Obama and Donald Trump, because they are emotionally defined, because they either were our president or currently our president, they can condition the emotions of our country. So again, going back to Barack Obama, he had a defined route to that emotional center. So he was consistent in how he dealt with stress. Donald Trump, open route, not consistent with how he deals with stress, can exaggerate the stresses that can then come out in his emotions, which can then affect the country. Yes? And he also has this this channel of crisis and change, which could be very good, which could be not as good. He has the potential to um, change things for the better, and that doesn't mean because it's his intention, it's because of the, the circumstances and how, how we all respond to it. Now, I've said a lot of things. So Questions. would you say that he's at all influenced by uh, American citizens? I would, where, where where do you think he gets most of his influence? I mean, by the people close around him. Okay, and so that's why it matters who's around him and who and who is right. saying things and who what their intentions are, yeah. and therefore what he says yes to, mm-hmm. and for him to also recognize that he is emotionally defined. And anyone when people have that revelation, mm-hmm. it really changes their life. And and like I said earlier, half of the population is emotionally defined and half of us are not. I'm like you, John, I am not emotionally defined. So I visit the emotions. They're they're nice. I like them sometimes. But those who are emotionally defined are constantly living in in a watery environment. So they they don't always have that clarity mm-hmm. and they can, you know, it can build up and release in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing to point out about Donald Trump, if you remember when we started, I talked about the fact that you're a 3-5. And that 3 trial and error, you learn, you're adaptable, you learn through mistakes. Well, Donald Trump is what we call a 1-3. So he also has that three that you have. He learns through trial and error. He learns through his mistakes, ideally. And then the one, unlike you, where you had the five, that one is somebody who really needs to study, really needs to work on the details and the foundation and take that time. And his chart also indicates the need to be alone. We all need to be alone at times. We all really need to know where we begin and someone else ends. And particularly somebody in this position, be it any president, you know it's very hard to have that time alone. But it's so important. 
really to make good decisions for, well, for your own well-being and for that of the country and that of of um, your family, yeah. you know? I mean, it, it just helps so very much to know that. So I have a question for you. Yes, of course. So looking at the screen, actually moving, Barack Obama's on the right and Trump's on the left, mm-hmm. and moving from Barack to Trump, energetically, is there anything... If you were if you were reading that sideways, or reading that energy from Barack to Trump, is there anything that sort of informs you of an in, something interesting in terms of evolution? Yes, yes, that's a really cool question because um, for Barack Obama, he has this channel um, from the root to the solar plexus of the dreamer. Of really, you know, what is, what are our dreams? What is the process? Re, you know, again, it, it can be very idealistic. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, what's going to be the best for, for us? And, and again, recognizing that peace is the process. It's not the outcome. Well, if you, you continue on, if you, if you were to overlay the two, you could see that, um, Donald Trump has the the, the next thing. I, I, so I, I would like to point it to you, point it out, but it might be difficult because I might fall over the wires. <laughs> but if we look at at Barack Obama, that yep. channel he has. If you take your pencil from the solar plexus, you can see Donald Trump has the next thing defined. So. I guess to answer your question without getting lost in the yeah, details yeah, yeah. of the chart is he is he being Barack no he being Donald Trump so Barack starts the 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 the, the focused feelings and what's important from this real root survival place and then Donald Trump can take that from the emotions to the voice to make it happen right Donald Trump. You can say, you know, for good or for bad, I, I'm trying to, to stay neutral, but he has a strong voice, and you can see that in his chart. He right. has a consistent voice. He can talk about his emotions, whereas Barack Obama could not. It didn't mean he didn't have them. He just couldn't bring them forth. So if we're trying to look at it from an idealistic standpoint, the fact that Donald Trump has brought so much into the into the into the for into the front that we discuss about our lives that mm-hmm. we discuss what's working and what's not working mm-hmm. regardless if we agree with him or not right. it gives us a starting place i mean how many people do you know at this point know more about the workings of government than they did a year ago how many people are more involved in what's right and what's wrong mm-hmm. so donald trump has brought that out for us and that's a good thing He's yeah. brought things to the forefront. We see what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, actually, three months before the election, it dawned on me that it could be a very good, interesting thing if he was elected. Yes. Because it would just bring things to the surface. It would quicken the issues. And that's what it's doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the one thing you can say about Barack Obama is mm-hmm. his profile. I did talk about your profile as mm-hmm. a 3-5 and Donald Trump as a 1-3. Yep. Do- uh, uh, Barack Obama is a 6-2. And that 6 really comes into its own over f- at, at, when someone gets over 50. They mature. They really become the leader. 
And that two in his design makes him a natural. I did refer to that as him being a natural genius. A na- you know, he's just natural at things. He's a gift for knowing things. And being somebody who has consistent access to, to his pressure, mm-hmm. to the pressure of the world, makes him calm, makes him walk with more ease. Or grace. Or grace, of course. Whereas there we have Donald Trump, who's a manifesting generator. All manifesting generators are busy, 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 work, work, work. They, they are the busy, busy beavers of the world. Yep. And then here you have uh, Donald Trump with an open root center. So, you know, feeling pressure, feeling that he has to remove all that pressure by perhaps going fast. And again, both of these people being influenced because they have that open diamond, that open G center by who's around them. Mm. So um, if you put somebody around, well, anybody with an open G center that has higher values, higher principles, they could be influenced by that. If you... Again, going back to my teenage daughters, you know, if they're around people that um, are wild and then they could take that on. They're around, my husband and I both are defined with our G-centers, so we've conditioned them to be a certain way. When they leave our home, they have that open G-center to then experiment and learn. But always, uh, you know, I've taught them for so many years now, who's around you matters, you know, and it doesn't matter as much for you, John, or me, because we're we're defined that way. We define ourselves. Exactly. We don't get influenced. We influence others. We condition others. So, for example, you with your very defined um, identity and know who you are, and know where you're going. You will, if you're around somebody open that way, and they're with you, they're going to want to be like you when they're in your aura. Mm-hmm. And then they leave your aura, and that 30, 40 minutes pass, and then they're kind of back to themselves, for good or for bad. Mm -hmm. You know, we we do condition ourselves. And then someone with an open G-Center, and maybe not these two gentlemen that I used as examples, somebody that's younger, let's say like my daughters. I have one that's almost 21 and one that's 17. They both have these open G-Centers. Well, if their mind gets seduced, by what they're not, going into that open G-center, will I find my direction? Will I find my purpose? Will I find my love? And if they make all decisions based on that, they've lost their power. And their power comes from, in in my children's case, like you, that sacral motor. Do you have the energy for this or that? That should be the way you make decisions, not from your mind, not from your fears. And then we can translate that to um, the the presidents that we, the two that we've looked at, mm-hmm. because um, both have a number of. I mean, you know, Barack Obama having so many open centers, but very grounded in who he is, very grounded in his refinement, mm-hmm. very. Um, Again, what going back to what I said earlier, you know, having his own space, being able to to be reclusive at times, really builds his energy, and that's Donald Trump. Whereas um, the, uh, 
I'm sorry, that was Barack Obama. Donald Trump doesn't have that need as much. He still has the need for social caution, very much so. And again, just slowing down. I think you said it earlier. When we slow down, we get so much. And this system, as we um, master it for ourselves, we truly slow down. And, of course, there's so much more. I mean, this is just such an introduction just to kind of get an idea of what we're looking at. There's so many codes within this uh, this map because we can look at um, ancestral wounding on this map. We can look at how we deal with our emotional wounds. We can look at our inner and outer purpose. The other thing we can do, which is fascinating, is we can take a baby the birth chart of a baby, mm-hmm. and go through all of their life cycles and look at the whole purpose of the incarnation. So we can look at, 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 at anybody's chart and understand what the purpose of their life was all about. And if you can understand that when you're still alive, when you're young, think how much more power and how much joy and how much more success you will have in learning your lessons yeah. if you have that perspective. So what... what- would your kids say about this? Well, I could say so much there. My eldest daughter, Katie, who is emotionally defined, um, I guess the first thing she used to say is, Mom, it's really kind of funny, or I think she'd say weird, that you can know so much more about a person than they know about themselves. Yeah. Because you can. You can see so much in these charts. Yeah. And, you know, just to, to point out, we all have gifts and fabulous abilities. We all have challenges. We all have shadows. We don't want to avoid our shadows. We also don't want to live in them. We want to embrace our shadows, bring awareness to our shadows Mm -hmm. so we can transmute them. Because the the name of the game is feeling good, keeping our frequency high, staying out of fear. And this helps. This has helped. So, So back to your question about my daughter's. My one daughter, my older one, is emotionally defined, and we always have a laugh because I said, well, did did you tell this or that, you know, this person that you need to wait your emotional wave out before you make a decision? And of course, she laughs because she won't tell somebody that, but she will wait out her emotional wave. She will give herself the gift of time with all emotional beings do. And then my other daughter, my younger one, I know way back when we started this conversation, we talked about your creative pulse, Mm -hmm. if it's on or if it's off. And when it, well, my younger daughter, that is very much a part of her chart. And knowing that was probably the greatest gift human design gave me. Because as she started to get older, she would feel the melancholy. And if I did not have this information, Okay, wow, what should I do? Oh my goodness, let's change this, let's do this, all of these things. And it's like, it's okay, your pulse is off, it'll go back on. And we gave that um, terminology and we, we understand it. So it's a tremendous benefit. And the other thing, Rebecca, the younger one that I was just talking about, she's also a 1-3. Like Donald Trump, I'm also a 1-3. Hillary Clinton is also a 1-3. And like I said earlier, those threes learn by trial and error. So when I told Rebecca, those two at the time, they were the candidates, the two running, she said, oh my goodness, we're in trouble. Because 
one threes threes we learn through trial and error you know lots of trials lots of errors exactly exactly so you know we do have a sense of humor about it so i have a question for you of course what is the most interesting chart you've ever read Hmm. and no names and unless of course they're famous but uh because that's all good or not I mean, even looking at looking at you know doing a chart for somebody, looking at it, going "Oh my God," and then just really having to maybe even study it more or go deeper into your own beyond your own knowledge to really try to understand what was going on there. I guess the first answer is all of them. They're all interesting. Yeah, I I find them fascinating. I mean, I find my chart fascinating. Your chart, you know, I could spend hours just talking about your chart. Yes, I could. I could. And and these two particular individuals, you know, that we were just talking about, I think their charts are fascinating for good and for bad. I mean, you can see where. For example, Barack Obama had challenges because of the chart. You can see where he was fabulous because of the chart. You know, again, life is about learning. It's not about being perfect. It's about learning and, 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 and learning our lessons. So, I mean, I, I, it's just, again, the, the, the scientist in me, there's infinite detail. So there's there's so many charts. You know, sometimes the simplest ones, like in some cases, yours is simple in the sense you only have one channel, yes. can be incredibly complex because you have all of those things pulling you away from right. it. Right. There's a lot of openness. Yes. And that pulling can, me. Yes. Yeah. And that can be fascinating and interesting. It's actually challenging. It is challenging. No, yeah. I, I just say it right now. I can see that. And sure. then and then the pulse, that melancholy that characterizes many people's charts, that individual circuitry that's characterized by the pulse, mm-hmm. by that on-off switch, if you will. Yep. Um, so many people experience that, and so many people experience melancholy. And again, that melancholy becomes depression when we give it reason. And we can find a ton of reasons, but mm-hmm. it's not about that. It's about energy. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love this system, because I love energy. Yeah. And this, this shows you, you can feel really melancholy and not right one day and confident that that will change, right? Just like the good comes in, the bad comes in. The good goes out, the bad goes out. It's constantly moving, you know, and then um, interesting. Yeah, it is. It is incredibly interesting, and it's in um, the other thing that I love about this work is our our. I, I talked briefly about Ra Uruhu, who brought this this information mm-hmm. over thirty years ago now, um, and that is, I think, like I talked about when we talked the other day, he was a mechanic. This is mechanical work. This is about aligning with your form. There's other work, the work of Richard Rudd, that can be layered over that. And he is an Englishman who is still very alive and well. And his work utilizing this same map, these same graphs that we looked at, but now he brings into it a high-frequency terminology that helps us identify our wounds and heal them. Because we all have wounds, none of which is personal. We're all holding generations of ancestral wounds in our DNA. So it's just our job to fix whatever shadows we have so we can raise our frequency. If you're, so the ancestors on the other side feel good, so the future generations can do more. Because nobody wants to live in darkness and 
get to the end of their life and say, wow, I wish I was more aware. I wish I was aware of what I was all about and what my purpose is. Because our minds compare, and that's not the point. You need to be you. I need to be me. We can love and enjoy one another. That's ideally the goal, right? Community, support. But we each bring something different. It's like... Well, that's what I love about community. Yeah. You know, I just like to show up and... And just, you know, see how I can help. So we should probably wrap this up. Okay. But the question I always like to ask is, if there's one thing you think everyone really needs to hear that would be useful, whether it was a health tip or just something that people can walk away with, what would it be? It would be to be yourself. Always be yourself. Just like... Uh, and how, how do you know if you're yourself? Well, if we, for ex- well, we have a sense of peace. We have a sense of satisfaction. And if we look at, going back to the information we talked about, yeah. um, you know you're being yourself when you feel empowered, when you're not afraid, when you're not letting fear, stress, other people's opinion guide you. Yeah, okay. So just, I'm going yeah. to... Um, give it up for something. There's an organization here in, in Encinitas, Carlsbad area called Immersus. Mm-hmm. So I started going to these uh, San Diego water protectors meetings. And the first meeting I walked out of, and it just keeps happening, is I felt empowered, loving or loved, and fearless. And those three things brought me a sense of who I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you, like you just said. That's how I know I am myself. Yes. And a, yeah. No, well, I was going to say, and in your case, always recognizing that when that pulse is engaged, you're yep. energized. When it's not, it's not your fault. It's just the way the energy works. Yes. You know, so again, it, it, I guess to go back to your question, letting people, it, it really helps you relax just to be yourself. Yeah. That's all we're asked to be, not yeah. each other. Right? We're all made of snow, but we're all different snowflakes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, thank you for being here. We, my we, my we, we talked on the phone about other opportunities, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about after the podcast here. Okay. Okay. So, anyway, Excellent. thanks. Thank you, Julie. It was great. Excellent. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And lastly, how do people get in touch with you the best way? We never even mentioned the website. The website, we? theinnerscoop.com. Theinnerscoop.com. Awesome. Uh, and there's information there of all the different readings, the human design, the gene keys. So ca- ca- I study the Kabbalah, so I like to share that as another way to understand yourself. Yeah. So theinnerscoop.com, you know, yeah. All right. Excellent. Thank you, John.